Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning into the Cajun Demonologist podcast. I am your host, as always, Jeremy Leonard. So, I just got done writing a chapter in my new upcoming book on the origins of demons, so I figured I would go ahead and do a podcast on the subject as well. So, what are the origins of demons? Well, according to the Bible, the origins of evil and subsequently demons are evil spirits began with the fall of Lucifer. But we also understand from scripture that these fallen angels are powerful beings who occupy the atmosphere and the stratosphere of our earth. We also know from Scripture that there is a hierarchy or order among evil spirits, with Satan being the chief. So today, we're going to talk about two different theories that concern the origins of demons and where did they come from. We know that there are different classes of evil spirits or demons, and some of those evil spirits are bound to the earth. This is the origin of demons who are earthbound. That is the focus of what we're going to talk about today. It is from one of these lost books of the Bible that gives us a clue to the identity of these evil spirits that I believe are responsible for hauntings and possessions that we see all over the world today. It's from the book of Enoch, and the book of Genesis gives us a hint about the new class of demons that is not a fallen angel, but a hybrid of man and angel. So it's actually the book of Genesis where I think we get our first clue. Genesis reads, The sons of God saw the daughters of man, that they were fair, and they took them wives, all which they choose. Now the question becomes, who were the sons of God? Are they talking about men, as in human men, or are they talking about something else? Well, here's a hint. In the book of Job, the sons of God are identified as angels. Now, concerning the daughters of men, the book of Enoch states, chapter 7, that it happened after the sons of men multiplied in those days that daughters were born to them elegant and beautiful now notice that there is a distinction between sons of god and sons of man but women that were the earliest descendants of adam were in all likelihood they were prettier than the women in our time ladies not to discredit anyone there are some beautiful people out there now, Genesis simply states that the sons of God are angels who took wives of the daughters of man, which brings up questions, why or how could an angel, a being that neither marry nor is given marriage, take a wife? Why would an angel want to be with a woman? Well, here's a clue. In order to understand this, we need to look at the book of Enoch, which pretty much states that God had assigned a group of angels to govern over mankind. Now, these angels that God had sent to watch over mankind saw the daughters of man and saw that they were beautiful and they started to lust over them.
So basically what we have here is we have a group of angels that God had sent to govern over earth, to look at their mankind. And these angels sat from above and they looked up on down onto the earth and they saw these beautiful women and they said to themselves, hey, let us take up wives for ourselves and have children with them. Now, these are spiritual beings, right? Again, how could a spiritual being have sex or marry a human being of the flesh? Well, there is an answer to that that you can find in Scripture. But first, we need to really dig into this abomination that these angels are about to participate in. So the leader of these angels that were governing over earth, his name was Semyazi. And he said to them that I fear that we will be severely punished by God if we do indeed proceed with this plan. And then all the other angels looked at him and they said that we will all bind ourselves by mutual extraction, that we will not change our intention, but execute our project undertaking. They then swore all together and all bound themselves by mutual extrications. Their whole number was 200. They descended to Mount Hermon which is where they landed on the earth. And if you really dig into the theology of Mount Hermon itself, it will really blow your mind. There is a lot of biblical theology that takes place in Mount Hermon. So, so let's recap. We have a group of 200 angels, okay, that saw that women were beautiful, and they decided to take these women as their wife. Now, you have to remember, God stated man was created in his own image. So, these angels would also probably look like us. We know for a fact that there are several times in the Christian Bible where it talks about angels would descend to the earth and give messages to different people and they would present themselves as human beings. So this tells me that angels are able to transform themselves into different shapes or whatever you want to call it. I mean, they can appear as a human. They could appear as something else, maybe an animal. Um, they could appear as fire. Uh, pretty much these are spiritual beings. They are not bound to a body of flesh, which means that they could take the form of pretty much anything they want. This tells us that this group of angels kept not their first estate, which could mean that these angels abandoned their own home. These angels were not kicked out of heaven. Remember that. So we cannot confuse these angels or these groups of angels with the angels that was cast out of heaven with the fall of Lucifer. But it could also mean that these angels abandoned their spiritual bodies to take on physical ones because we have incidents in Scripture, like I said, where angels have appeared to men in the form of human beings. Scripture also tells us that sometimes we may entertain angels without knowing it. So notice that the sin of these angels are going after strange flesh. 
which is the lure of all sexual sin. So the next question is, what was the result of this union of angels and women? Now, this passage that I am about to read you comes straight out of the book of Genesis. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. Now, this gets very, very fascinating. So when these angels and these women had offspring, they were called the Nephilim. Now, you can find this in the book of Enoch where they talk about the Nephilim. Now, here we go. Here's another passage. We know that God destroys the earth, which floods sometime after that union proceed of a race of giants or Nephilim or Nephilim. It's this race of giants that could be the possible origins of demons. Now, the book also states that these giants were on the earth afterward. Now, could that be if the flood killed all of them? So the book of Enoch says something really, really interesting about this. Now the giants who have been born of spirit and flesh shall be called spirits or evil spirits on earth, shall be their habitation, evil spirits from above the holy watchers was their beginning and primary foundation. Evil spirits, they be upon earth, and the spirits of the wicked shall they be called. The habitation of the spirits of heaven shall stay in heaven, but upon earth shall be the habitation of terrestrial spirits who are born on earth. So what they're saying is that angels are born or created in heaven. They stay in heaven. Now, these Nephilim were created by angels that fell or, or decided to go against God and take up human women as their wives and bear children upon them. Now, you have to remember, these Nephilim are half spiritual beings. They are half angels, but they were born on earth. So their spirit shall remain on earth. Now, with that, we have to understand that when God created man, he made a place for man's soul to go when they die. And that's in heaven. Now, God did not create the Nephilim. The angels that defiled themselves and went against God had these offsprings or these hybrid half-human, half-angel babies with earthbound women. So they were not created by God. So God did not create a place for these spirits to go when they die. So the book of Enoch also reveals that these hybrids of angels and humans also taught sorcery, astrology, along with many other interventions, and altered the world of that time so completely that God destroyed it with a flood. Now, here's something important to understand, that Enoch is mentioned in the Bible. So this is not just a part of Scripture that absolutely has no canon to it whatsoever. The book of Enoch was actually 
very, very popular in the time of Jesus. Okay, so this is one of your older scriptures, is the book of Enoch. Now, why it was not put into the Christian Bible, I have no idea. You have to remember, there were a lot of books that did not go into the final cut of what we know as the Holy Bible today. Now, with that being said, there are a lot of people out there that believe Satan and evil spirits do not exist. Well, they are very foolish. The origins of demons began with the fall of Satan, okay, and the fall of the third of the angels that were cast out of heaven when Lucifer rebelled, all right? So Satan also led man into falling into sin. However, we all have hope because Jesus died on the cross and took away our sin and gave us hope for the future. Where evil does not exist. Satan, the Nephilim, and the fallen angels have already been defeated. We have to understand that. Even though there is a spiritual war that goes on in earth here in the flesh, in the world we live in every day, believe me, it is so rampant that if most people knew the evil spirits and the evilness that surrounds us in our every day and all the spirits that are here in our physical plane that we just cannot see, it would absolutely terrify them. Now, let's get into the other theory which revolves around Lucifer or Satan and the fall of the angels that rebelled against God along with Lucifer. Now, you have to understand that there is a hierarchy in the demonic realm, demonic activity. You have to look at it as like a military ranking system. You have your generals, then you have your colonels, then you have your commanders, and so on. Well, that exists in the demonic realm. Now, in my opinion, the third of the angels that were cast out of heaven along with Satan, which we know as demons, these are the demons that are pulling the strings behind the earth. Because let's think about it. If you're a general in an army, you're not going to go out on the battlefield, on the front line, and do battle. No, you're commanding the battle. You're, you're swaying it to go one way or another. You're giving orders to your troops to engage in this battle. Well, that is a lot what spiritual warfare is. So with this, I believe that the angels are, I mean, the demons or the angels that fell with Lucifer, they're per se in hell or they're bound. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at this and there are so many different uh, passages in the Bible that could say that they're all chained and bound until the day of judgment but that doesn't mean that they still can't give orders look if you go back in during World War II World War III we had German uh, soldiers that were imprisoned but yet somehow they were still able to give orders to their troops and somehow it would go from them being locked in a prison cell somewhere to the battlefield to give orders. Well, I think the same rule applies here. You have the hierarchy of demons, which are actually demons that you can find names of. Now, the Nephilim, I think, are just going to be your general foot soldiers. 
Very seldom in spiritual warfare do you come across a very, very powerful, pure spiritual being demon, um, such as Beelzebub or Abiden. Uh, th- those kind of demons is what we're talking about here. Satan, you know, Satan doesn't go out and possess people himself. Hell no, he sends troops out to do that for him. He sits back and he collects the souls that are brought to him. He's in charge of tainting and destroying the world that we live in today. So he sits back, he sends his dominions out there to do his bidding for him, and he collects souls. That's what he does. So also, if you really read the Bible, We know that Lucifer or Satan was present at the Garden of Eden. He tempted Eve to eat the apple, which really gave us our origins of sin. So this tells me that the fall of Lucifer, the rebellion, the war in heaven took place before the days of Enoch. And really, whenever you think about it, the Nephilim once lived in flesh form, which would make sense to me that is why they try to possess people. Because I will tell you that when a demonic entity possesses someone, they experience everything that that person that they're possessing experiences in the flesh, in a physical form. They get to experience all the pleasure that you do in the flesh. So it would make perfect sense to me that is why these Nephilim would want to try to possess people. You know, it gets really, really interesting when you sit back and and you look at all these theories from different religions. You know, you have so many different theories out there and so many different deities from different religions, from, you know, the Jewish belief, the Christian belief, the Muslim belief. I mean, they all have these deities. Um, Even whenever you look at the paganism, okay, they worship many different gods, So are these many different gods that they believe were they descendants of the angels that bred with human women and had offspring? I mean, is it the offspring, the Nephilim that they're worshiping? Because they would have existed on earth at one time. And if you go back to like Zeus and and all the mythologies like Horus and the Egyptian mythology and all of this, I mean, these were very, very tall beings. They were huge. They were a lot bigger than us. And not only that, you could find clues in in television today. Um, There was a movie that I was watching a while back. I cannot think the name of it. And gosh, I wish I could think of the name of it right now. But they were basically Egyptian gods, okay? But they were a lot bigger than your normal human beings were. So to me, this correlates with what the Nephilim would have been. So You know, we know that angels in general have powers. They have spiritual abilities. But 
the offspring, would they have been able to have those abilities as well? Well, it is possible. You have to also understand that these fallen angels and these offsprings taught human beings sorcery. You know, they taught them astrology. They taught them how to forge metal and make breastplates for battle. They taught them how to make swords. They taught them the digging of roots, how to make potions and all of these different things. So, you know, if you really think about all the origins of the wickedness that exists in the world today would have originated when the watchers took human wives and bore children by them. Well, I hope I didn't bore you guys too much, and I hope this makes sense to y'all. In my head, I always feel like I'm just kind of jumping all around, and I'll know exactly what I want to say, but as soon as I hit record, for some reason, my brain gets scrambled. I think it's just, it's just one of those things where when you think about it, you're always going to mess up instead of just going with the flow and pretend that you're just talking to yourself in a conversation. Things seem to go a lot smoother. Well, it's a work in progress for me. I'm really trying hard to uh, educate you guys on the general foundations of demonology and what demonology is and what demonology consists of because there's so many different factors that take place with demonology to where trying to explain it can really, really be difficult at times. So with that being said, guess what? We're only 20 days away from the premiere of Ghost of Morgan City. I will go ahead and stand out on a limb here and tell you guys that y'all are really, really going to enjoy the show. It is very well put together. There are some awesome stories involved, and there are some awesome cast members as well. So with that being said, good night to everyone, and I will talk to you next time.